Hello world, and welcome to the second part of our Hopecast Extracast. We're spoiling you. This is Paul here in London, and as we said on the last episode, Extracast is our mini one that happens in between the main shows, where we give a deeper dive for a conversation that we talk about on the bigger podcast. For this Extracast, I had a chat with Anders in Amsterdam, which hopefully you've already listened to and absorbed some of that wisdom. And I also spoke with Yasser, who's in Washington, D.C. at the moment. Uh, We spoke on a day where the sky was blue, there were birds singing, there was such a lovely feeling to the conversation. And while Anders speaks in poetry, Yasser speaks in truth. Here's an example. Anything we do, and we do it from love and from our heart, we do for the whole world. I mean, that's just something that we all need to write down and carry around with us at all times. And in the spirit of generosity and doing things with love, we wanted to give Yasser's voice some space and a space where you can just listen to his story and the truths that are within it. Yasser talks about what it's like coming out in a large South Asian family. He talks about hiding himself and revealing himself. He talks about living with presence and also the role of elders in gay life. It's such a good conversation. So sit back and listen to the truth of Yasser. Right, the reason I am what I am, and I think the uniqueness comes, I mean, on some level, no two individuals or people on this planet who have ever lived are exactly alike. So on some level, you know, every every living thing is unique in that sense, right? Even the squirrels you feed in the park, there is that uniqueness because we're showing up once in this form on this planet, never to be repeated identically. But there still need to belong. We want to be liked and loved too, right? So to belong is to be accepted by others, to be liked. And so then we cover up sometimes who we are, right? Just to fit in. Most of my life, actually, I would say until I came out through childhood or through teenage years just to survive. And even in adulthood sometimes, I'm not always out all the time with people. And I have extended family. I'm not because my parents preferred I didn't tell extended family. You know, I'm originally from India, so I have family in India and Pakistan who are quite conservative. And my mother worries about the impact it would have on her and her relationships if I were to come out. So from that point of view, I've sort of kept it been in the closet a bit, even in those situations, and with some of her friends in England from the Pakistani community, as we stri- I straddle both sides of the border, my family in India and in Pakistan. So I've had to, you know, sacrifice some of that being of who I am so that she can be comfortable and belong and not be ostracized. It doesn't always sit well with me. And on a fundamental level, I don't feel it's authentic. But, uh, you know, my parents have been very loving and accepting of me. And so I make some concessions to them. Um, And in South Asian communities, there's a lot of sweeping stuff under the rug. There's a lot of hiding issues. There's there's stuff that happens in those families that happens everywhere. And people don't like to talk about it. Sexual abuse, child abuse, you name it. It's all there. Uh, Adultery, all these sort of things we don't talk about and people just sweep it under the rug like it's not there that's not the way i want to be and so with 
my peers, my cousins, I'm beginning to come out actually, even mm-hmm. to those in Pakistan and India, actually. So far, it's all been pretty good. Um, you know, they're of a different generation and the world is, is changing. You hear people having regrets of not having been themselves and not having been honest with their parents or not having told their best friend they were sorry that they didn't come to this, you know, their 21st birthday party, whatever it might be. And as people pass away like this, suddenly you realize you don't have that window really to tell them anymore. I mean, yes, you can go back and speak to them, have that conversation after they've gone to sort of complete it. But this makes me, it's... What comes up is there's this imperative almost to make the most of the time we have now with people we know and love or care about enough to be honest with them about who we are and our lives and everything in it. I mean, you know, Neil Donald Walsh talks about truth-telling on different levels. He says the first thing is for you to tell the truth about yourself to yourself. And the next level is tell the truth about yourself to other people. And think of, go- let's go back generations. Think of all those folks who never could come out, but we've been raised and made invisible ancestrally and intergenerationally. And so, you know, we think we're the only ones. And it's, everyone who comes out thinks they're alone in the world at first, right? They know there's, now they know there's other gay people and networks out there, but in that particular moment, they feel so alone. I think this does a service to the next generation, right? I mean, chances are my cousins, who all have lots of children, there's bound to be a couple of children in there who may not be on the straight and narrow path alone. And yet everyone has to find their way to be who they are and to live their truth. And I think it's a service to ourselves and it's a service to others in our family and community who may come after us or even while we're around and see us as role models or see us as someone they can talk to. That's the impact I think I want to have is for people to see that being who you are is the most natural thing in the world. And then we have this role now as being elders or mentors, right, that we can play because we never really had that for various reasons. And, you know, as we get older, certainly as I do, I feel that's, that's a gap I can fill. For me, I boil it down to presence. Yes, it's being really present to whom you're with in that moment and being present to them with full acceptance, without any judgment and just being in that space with them. And that is so rare these days, but it's something lacking in our world today. We just don't make the time or we're too busy or we've got too many agendas and thoughts about what someone else should be doing. And so my work now, my coaching work, my life, especially my coaching practice, which is based on this, is just this deep presence in all dimensions with being with somebody. And so giving them a space where they can be held and share what they have to share with no judgment and with full acceptance. I think it was Ram Das who said, um, the greatest gift you can offer someone else is your own being. I think it was him. And it's really true. That really is the greatest gift we can offer someone else. It's just our, it's our own being. 
Well, one of the themes in the main podcast was this question around, can we all be truly unique? And, you know, we strive for uniqueness, but is anyone really unique? And is anything really new under the sun, as you mentioned? It hasn't filtered through human consciousness over the millennia at some point through somebody. And that's valid. And that's the beauty of it, right, is that things work themselves through us in different ways at different times through different generations in different voices. And so the way something emanates now is different from it might have 20, 50, 100 years ago, and it may be the same deep truth. But there are new teachers who are speaking the language of today to get the message across. The Buddhist teachings are ancient. You know, the, the scriptures, all those teachings are ancient, right? And we hear the same truths over and over again, but just through different voices. And so it is okay. I think the beauty is that there is this wisdom of the ages out there and we can all be channels for that. And in this particular moment, just be who we are in this moment, in this body, in this identity, and just open up and come from that space. The way I look at it is what that does is all those people, all those gay men, queer men, who are people who couldn't have that, and you are a stand-in for that in a way, you're completing that for them. You are offering as a place for them to, to also stand. And that's a beautiful gift. It's a lovely act of generosity. Anything we do, and we do it from love and from our heart, we do for the whole world. I hope you've enjoyed these two special extra casts. I loved giving those voices of Anders and Yasser the space just to be. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate every single listen to the podcast. You can get in touch. You can be part of our House of Hope cast by following us on the socials at Hopecast Podcast everywhere. You can message us through DM, you can tweet us, send us a pigeon, that's fine, just address it to Hopecast. You can also send us an email to wwbd at hopecastpodcast.com with any issues or dilemmas that you'd like the answer to the question, what would Buddha do? We'll see you again on our next full episode of Hopecast, and bye for now.